Happy New Year. It's show 71 of the Rim Pro Report. This week, Camille Habayeb of Recall Corporation. This show is sponsored by all my friends at O'Neill Software. They've got the technical support and customer service coverage you can count on. This includes uh, basically anywhere you are in the world, the Americas, Europe, Middle East, Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific. All around good software, great support for your rim business. You can check them out yourself at O'NeillSoft.com. Hey, get your motor running. It's 2012. Welcome to the Rim, Rim, Rim Pro Reports, the one and only weekly broadcast for the Rim Support Services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates. That's just them. The show is full of interesting information, stories, yes, important product and service reviews, yes, and a cast of industry characters included. Yes. <laughs> Record center operators, shred and destruction vendors, media and electronic vaulters, scanners and imaging providers. Take note, this show is for you. Now, here's your host, Tom Adams. Yep, it's me, and it's 2012. As full as last year was, this year is going to bring lots of interesting and cool developments in the good old records and information management services world. Uh, Last year was lots of stuff. I mean, acquisitions, continual evolution. Uh, Last week was great to talk to Jim Booth as we ended 2011, and it's really an exciting year ahead. I am pumped. I am excited. I think it's going to be a good year, not without a lot of evolution. It's going to continue to demand we respond to what's going on and make changes in the way we run our businesses, and yet that always is an exciting thing to anticipate. Hey, today in our first show of the year, I am really looking forward to having a great conversation with Camille. Habayeb of Recall. Camille is a significant long-term industry insider, and he has seen the industry from the perspective of the independent operator. He's been a consultant in the industry, and he obviously is now with Recall, which is a uh, multinational. So I'm appreciative that Camille was willing to share some of his story with us today. At this point, I usually take some time to regale you with the industry news for the week, but sadly, the well is dry. Yeah, I could tell you about another breach probably, but I suspect that means there are some major items being discussed in the various boardrooms across the country in preparation for what might happen in the days and weeks ahead, but nothing today to note. So let's just get right to our conversation with Camille. I hope that as we start the year, this will be valuable and enjoyable for you. I'm going to get him on the phone. Hang on while I get him. Camille Habayeb is the Global Director of Customer Experience and Recall Product Manager for Recall Corporation. Camille has been a longtime player in the industry, and I am really excited to have him on the show. Camille, are you there? I am. How are you, Tom? Oh, it's a pleasure having you on our New Year show. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you and to all the listeners as well. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you on the show this week. You've been around the industry a long time. You and I have bumped into each other over the years, and uh, it's really good to have you on the show. So let me begin by, what's your role at Recall? You're, you're titled a Global Director of Customer Experience and Product Manager, so what's that all mean? 
it really means that I deal through the IT organization, which I belong to as far as my role is concerned, okay. in, the, in the IT leadership team. It means that I bridged the gap between the customers, internal and external. Our internal customers being the business, right. and our external customers being the customers themselves, the voice of the customer, what we hear, so that I can translate the requirements into a language that our IT organization uh, would understand as we implement and as we modify our systems that we work with. But you, you do that from the perspective of, of a director within the, the larger corporation, so you have a different view of it than, say, someone who's just managing an IT division. Very much so. I actually do not manage the IT group. We have a fantastic uh, uh, IT organization led by uh, Jason Malferas, and we have directors that are involved with regards to the innovation side of it, with regards to uh, the uh, deliverable, the QC and QA part, uh, but I do bring in the experience of what the users have, uh, since I do own the SOPs for the organization, and make sure that when we deploy the tools, that the business, both internal and external customers, that is, uh, are using the product to its fullest and it's in their best interest of how to use it globally. Being a global organization, uh, as we are at Recall, uh, we want to make sure that the experience of the customer is exactly the same no matter where you go around the world. So your role in that tends to be the interface between how everybody interfaces with recall somehow, whether it be when they log into their online system, uh, that's a part that you have looked at. That's a part you have touched in a way. Uh, the, the way your a person at a local branch logs in to manage their system, that's part of the SOP that you've been working on or you're, you're talking about. Correct. Uh, in partnership with the rest of the directors uh, within the IT organization, uh, we give them the ideas. We put together what the thoughts and, and, and plans are for the new requirements that are coming either from the business or from uh, the customer. And uh, they put it into the proper design after evaluating the uh, equipment that is needed, the hardware, the software, the uh, uh, all the, these things that are related to IT, uh, from design all the way to architecture and to delivery, so that at the end, uh, myself, along with some business-related uh, subject matter experts that work with me, we go through the tools and test it and be sure that when we are delivering, we're delivering something that is free of bugs, that the experience with the customer is met, and that the compliance across the globe is met. Uh, that's especially true when it comes to languages, because the tools that we utilize at Recall, or in my previous experience in other companies, uh, are consistent everywhere with the exception that the language does change. So the label uh, for the users changes into whatever language that they, they'd like to use. Right. Right. So the global part of that is obviously a fair amount of work. Do you speak multiple languages? Do you have sort of perspective on that? I have exposure to six languages myself. Really? I speak six languages uh, through my international experience that I've had over the years and through my uh, background and the family that I got married to. Really? So <laughs> it really is, is, is a great thing. Um, uh, you know, the sixth one is really casual. Uh, something that I picked up based on my travels, and that's Portuguese. Wow. So it helps me out a little bit. Uh, but being married to an Italian-Argentinian lady, I had to pick up the Spanish and the Italian. 
so I didn't want to let my my in-laws speak behind me without my understanding what's going on. Wow. <laughs> you know, that's that's impressive because I have tried to learn another language and man, it is that's tough to do. It, it, it is. Unless you're living in that uh, uh atmosphere of always speaking it or something like that, so it helps out. Right. Uh, you know, since I was born, I was exposed to three languages throughout my childhood and as I grew into the colleges and what have you. We always spoke three languages at home. Wow. So I picked up the other two, which is Italian and Spanish, afterwards through my uh, getting married to the Italian-Argentinian family. Right. So your your family at, at Christmas or family experiences must be a, a quite the, uh, f- you know, it'd be a great thing to be a fly in the wall and watch the <laughs> it unfold. The seven types of fish on Christmas Eve definitely is in our house. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that leads me to another interesting because I'm I'm always interested in where you come from and that kind of thing. So tell me a little bit about how you got into this game. How did you get into the rim industry? And now you're a director with Recall, but you know everyone comes through a path. What what was your path? Very much so. Um, I've been in this industry now for just about uh, 22 years. Wow. Going May. Wow. And uh, I. Uh, when I when I left Lebanon uh, back in the 70s, I left uh, under uh, certain circumstances due to the civil war that was going on there. Right. And ended up uh, continuing my education in the United States since I was gra- had graduated already from London, England as a certified commercial accountant. Um, through my education at Syracuse University, I got to meet a lot of international students, one of which uh, asked me through her father to go and work for them in Saudi Arabia for a while. Really? Uh, so I went to Saudi Arabia, and from there I met the uh, uh, now Prime Minister of uh, the United Arab Emirates. Uh, he had a whole bunch of businesses in the UAE, and I joined him as well to work with him in his business. And at that time, during the war that was going on between Iraq and Iran and being an American citizen, it wasn't a kind of pleasant place to be in with your family, right. uh, knowing that your kids were being... Uh, chauffeured back and forth from the American school to the American embassy by Marines and armored cars. That was not the life that we wanted. Yeah. So well, uh, we ended up going to, uh, although we had a fantastic life there, really nice, came back to Syracuse, New York. That was the place where we started and uh, was looking for a job and landed on an organization that was looking for somebody to manage a records company. Like, what is this all about? Really? So I and- met this gentleman... And he told me, yeah, well, we store records for people here, and we use it on a standalone desktop, and we use the old, um, sort of like the Cardex idea. Okay. You put yep. a card in yep. the inbound, in the in status, and then you move it to the out, right. and you have to count how many times they did things and do manual billing. That was with advanced offices all the way back in wow. the 80s, I believe. But you were coming into that role what to manage the business or in the role of accountants no okay actually manage the business okay okay yep uh understand it make sure that the uh, uh, it side of it is working well and do the billing side of it um, based on my background in accounting so that particular organization what was it called advanced office was on the old card access now i remember seeing those around uh, yeah. So before software, before anything, it was the in and out system and all manual entry. Wow. There actually was an old system that we were working on and using Excel. It was on an AS400. Wow. But nothing that had to do with barcoding, yeah. 
nothing that had to do with, with any of those electronic stuff that we see in this these times yeah. in this industry. I said, are you kidding? I mean, you really, some people do store records? <laughs> and the concept was amazing. I really understood it well, and I could understand where the, uh, understand where the value is. Right. We all know how this industry started, through the moving companies. Yeah. So it was quite intriguing. Um, I worked with them for about 10 years, and throughout my 10 years, I got involved with ARMA, I got involved with the local chapters, and um, learned a little bit more about the systems and started innovating, working with the idea of the barcoding and working with the idea of automation and multi-systems and what have you. And um, got to learn about a company called O'Neill, yeah. who uh, at the time worked very closely with with me as well to move our companies to where we are. And uh, after 10 years of being in that company, decided to branch out on my own and become a consultant wow. to the in- industry. Really? So went over to Rochester, New York, with a company at that time called Concord Archives, and uh, worked with them. They were in the process of looking at uh, somebody acquiring them, so we straightened out the company, put it into a place where it was uh, a good company to purchase, and uh, kept on going, ended up in Columbus, Ohio, with a company called National Archival. Hmm. Uh, and uh, the rest is really history. I worked with them for also another f- uh, five years. And from there, I got called uh, and said, there's a company called Recall. It used to be part of Brambles, who are very aggressive with their acquisition, and they needed somebody to put them on a global platform. And they had just signed a contract with uh, O'Neill at the time, and uh, they needed someone to manage how to roll out the single platform across the world, and I was the person to help them do that. Wow, that's cool. So you have all this experience, you join Recall, and your job is to make it work internationally. Uh, what what did you think when that was happening? Did you go, oh my gosh, can I? I, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Or what were you thinking? In fact, I felt very comfortable. Did you? Uh, because the concept of what tools they wanted to use was very well studied. They had a fantastic uh, implementation group that they had put together with what their requirements are. And as I joined that group, I learned a lot about what they were trying to accomplish in putting the system together and in rolling it out. And the, the sequence of events of how it happened wasn't like we transferred the entire globe all at once. Okay. We did it by chunks in different countries so that we don't have a huge impact across the organization. And I see similar organizations like uh, Recall right now doing something similar. And I applaud them for following that kind of a successful process that we have done. So it's working out quite well. Hmm. So that that obviously, that process, how long did that take to occur? Uh, literally to uh, transfer 290 facilities around the globe, uh, we were, we've done it over a period of about five to six months. Wow. Uh, because we took it by country. Okay. We took it by country, and it worked out really well. But what you learned in the first country, you then just, you, you know, if you hit snags, you you adapted that and made it work in the next country. And, and obviously by the time you got to the 280th or 270th facility, you're, you've, you've got a pretty good system in place. I, I think so. Yeah. And it was a learning experience. And we always, you know, uh, through the leadership that uh, Recall had, always brought in people 
to uh, work hand-in-hand with the converted site so that when their turn comes, part of their training was done, part of their understanding was done. See, uh, all of these facilities that they had had different systems. Okay. Because Recall grew out of acquisitions, right. just like every, any other company. Right. And to put them all on one platform, uh, that was the process that we followed, the mapping, the understanding, the communication with the current customers, the standard contracts versus non-standard contracts. All of these things were extremely exciting uh, as we uh, switched to the global platform. It became a success story that you could really tell other customers about and feel good that the transition will go uh, quick. Yeah. We did not have anybody that would uh, you know, say, oh, we don't want to accept change. It was actually very welcomed by old users and uh, by users who were used to one way. But when they understood what the concept of uh, the new platforms are, uh, it worked out really well to our best interest. And, you know, we always had great groups of people to work with. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, the team effort was tremendous. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. So that that's a huge accomplishment. That's that's monstrous. I mean, you you know, there's there's companies around who have you know they pull over a period of a year, you know, ten or twelve or fifteen acquisitions and and do the implementation. But five to six months for two hundred ninety facilities that's a that's a pretty big gig. That that's within the United States. When we went to Europe and what have you, yes, overall it took about two years to complete the entire globe. Wow! Wow! So that being a great accomplishment, what what are some of the other cool things you feel like have happened at Recall that you've had your direct finger on? Well, we created the what's called Recall University. Yeah. Um, I started it along with another person that is no longer with Recall. She did a great job. She has retired since. And uh, we created Recall University, and that idea expanded more, where we literally have a set of tools that our users internal and external, we can bring it to the customer, uh, to their uh, sites, or they can come into our facilities to teach them about the new concepts, to teach them about the changes, teach them about how to use these tools effectively. And, uh, you know, Recall has been an interesting institution on uh, how they teach their uh, their, their employees, how they keep up with the changes and how they continuously also monitor the uh, um, the acceptance of the users. Hmm. So we could go back and audit how things are being done. Are they compliant with SOPs? Plus, we developed throughout the years uh, several tools that actually is a banner for recall when we talk to other customers, and that's scorecards. Uh, scorecards for the customers, as well as scorecards internally to see how well we are performing versus how well others are performing uh, towards the uh, tools that we use. So this is not just IT-focused, though. This is in in every every part of what you're doing. The scorecards relate to all aspects of the work a, a client would do with Recall. That, that is correct. The yeah. business worked very closely with IT, and there's a great partnership between the business and the IT organization. Oh, cool. Because the, the, the IT group brings in a lot of wealth of systems and making sure that the pumping heart of the business is still working without any downtime and things like that, uh, while the business also focuses on um, how they work with the customer, how well we perform towards them from both the delivery and the collection side, as well as the performance of uh, our commitment to them. Right. We believe 
I personally believe, just like I tell the story, that when I invest in my children to go to school, I want to see where is my investment going. And I get these report cards from the school on a quarterly basis that tells me, here's how well your child did. That tells me how well my investment is going. <coughs> and we believe at Recall that our customers deserve that as well. Right. So is the university part of that, is that just teaching, is that teaching all aspects of of records management, data protection, those kind of things? Or is it primarily the university is how to deal with recall and how to use the systems and all that? It's everything. It it's really everything. Does, not, does not really focus only on how to work with recall or what tools to use with recall. We also use it as a platform because it really has expanded and now is owned by other groups within the organization. Right. Uh, as a platform to work with uh, uh, leadership, understanding how to grow in your role, uh, to become a leader, what are the things that you use? Remember, Recall, uh, I might not have mentioned that, Recall really focuses on the Six Sigma and, and right. the lean concepts. So we have a lot of our uh, employees that are either yellow belt, green belt, uh, and, and even black belts right now. Hmm. Wow. So that helps us in our way we deal with customers and in our performance to customers because we have a different way of thinking as we uh, perform our business to ourselves or to the customer. Right. So you, you're called Director of Customer Experience. So from your perspective in the work you're doing, what are customers looking for today that they've not looked for before? What are they, what are they demanding or requiring of their vendors that, that is different than, say, back in the day when you were at Advanced or when you were working with Concord? What are you seeing now in 2012 that customers demand from their vendor? Flexibility. That's the biggest thing that we see from customers, is to be flexible and make it easy to work with. In other words, for them to make it easy to work with the vendor. That really applies not just to recall. It applies to any of those organizations that resemble to a recall's business. Um, we hear it a lot that security is number one. Yeah. We hear it a lot that accessibility and ease of use is there. We hear it that they want quick reports, quick re uh, responses to reports, uh, online um, uh, real-time uh, access, uh, flexibility of having additional deals that they can customize to their own ways, and automation, hmm. and being able to give them back a quick response to something that they need. The biggest uh, I, I say this only because of what we accomplished at Recall with the RFID concept. Hmm. That uh, any customer, especially within the financial industry, that uh, they must comply with certain rules of theirs, that they must ha confirm to regulatory agencies on how many items they have and what are their statuses and what have you, that we, through that idea of uh, RFID, are able to deliver to a customer a quick response on their inventory without the time that it takes to pull every cart and count it and put it back in its place. So you guys have really, that's really been a significant push of yours recently, and yet uh, and yet, so many people who have tried this seem to say it's not working. How is it, how is it that you guys are making it work and nobody else can? We're committed to it. We're committed to its uh, evolution. We're committed to 
uh, making it right, and we're committed to working with the customers. Uh, a lot of our customers absolutely love it. Sometimes people think that, well, you're only doing it so that you can find missing items. That is not true. Yes, it can help in finding miss- missing items in a quick way, in a quick way. But the most important thing is the quick response that you can give a, an answer to a customer when the time comes that they need things. Now, the door doesn't stop at this at what we have accomplished. There's a lot more of innovation that comes on with the RFID concept, something that you will see here in the future of what's coming uh, with, with the concept of RFID. So we're really prepping a lot with our customers from now on what is it that they will be seeing shortly. Hmm. So, yeah, it, it seems to me like you are really uh, focused on that area, and uh, it sounds like you're in evolution on it. So is it is it working perfectly or is it, is it still buggy? Cause it seems to me, cause I I've sat in 3M in, in Canada a couple of years ago with their, their RFID team. And we, we replicated a record center, uh, in their test facility and we did all this work on it and it just didn't seem to fly. And I, I'm still, I, I know you guys push it and I've talked about it on the show before here about your RFID thing. It just seems like there's a gap somehow because nobody else seems to be able to figure it out. So are you there yet or are you still in evolution? You've heard of the term uh, crawl, walk, and run. Right. Well, we crawled. Okay. And the crawl get us into now what we can say run. Uh, I'm sorry. Walk. walk. You're not we running yet. You're just walking. Yet. Right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So I you're testing on smaller markets and stuff. Well, no, it is really launched throughout the globe. Huh. It is throughout all our facilities and almost all of our curtains that are, are now coming into our facilities are all RFID labeled. That is now our true concept of how we do things. The customer can make a benefit of it if they want to or they don't have to, but all our curtains are RFID labeled. Really? And that's what's important because if you make a choice of deciding to jump on the bandwagon later on, you might miss the boat. That's why we help them by putting it from now and, and giving them the benefits of it as they go along. So when they decide to move forward to the next step during our walk concept, uh, they're already prepared for it. And that's what's important. Again, right. there are a lot of benefits to both the customers and us on how we do things. Uh, future ideas that we, we are working on right now will make it more solid on how we do it. So, yes, we were the first in the industry to come up with this idea. I've heard of a few organizations overseas as well that have adopted this kind of an idea but didn't work too well for them. You've got to be listening to the customer on what is it that they want from it rather than coming up with an idea of how you make it best for you. Okay, so part so this this RFID thing has really been a, a a working partnership with customers to really evolve it uh, for their benefit, as opposed to just a quick and easy way to get a box into your building and on a shelf. That that's exactly right. Okay, and 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 my role is where I can bring those ideas along with the innovation team. We've got a great innovation team uh, that I partner with and work with them on that. Um, we, we brainstorm constantly. We, we hear what the customers want, and uh, we put their requirements, their needs, with our roadmap to get us to where we want to be. Hmm. Wow. 
So in a corporate environment like Recall that continues to evolve and change, you've remained pretty constant. Uh, you, you've been there a long time. What's the secret of your longevity? <laughs> well, I, I, one of the things that I tremendously enjoy is I'm a person that does not mind putting in 18, 20 hours a day. I love my job. I do not want to be a president. I do not want to be a vice president. I love what I do because I feel that I am making a difference. And when you feel that you're making a difference and you are adding value to uh, either the customers that we've got or to the uh, business that we've got and you earn their respect, this is the position you want to be in. That's where that longevity comes from. Yeah, you get up into the president role, then then your your head comes off way too quickly. Uh, you, you don't know, have to I, say I've anything. Made my mark. I've made my mark throughout the ARMA organization, right. and I've had a great time working together with the team at PRISM. So, you know, my name is out there, and I feel that uh, the respect that I earned from our internal uh, employees throughout the globe, literally, when I go to, from one country to another, visiting them and working with them, I do not feel that I have only colleagues. I literally feel that I have a family there. Yeah, we have a personal relationship with a few, uh, with many of these uh, directors and vice presidents, and even the IC team members, IC meaning Information Center uh, uh, people. That makes my my job, uh, you know, beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Well, you you do have a significant amount of respect in the industry, and that's pretty cool. So, what excites you most about the industry or technology going forward as it relates to the RIM world? You know, uh, one thing I have seen in one or more of these organizations throughout the world is that uh, we have elevated this industry to uh, a new way of doing business with right. uh, with our uh, industry. Right. Uh, Recall has done a phenomenal job of forcing some of the competitors to uh, get on the bandwagon of innovation and not just be a record center. The important thing is, what is it that you want to be? Do you want to be just called a warehouse to store records? Or do you want to be part of the customers group that you are making an influence on these customers' way of retention? uh, Or let let me rephrase it in a different way, looking at what is it that they do from the inception of the record to the destruction of the record. Right. And that's what's important. When we get to that point of having this comfort level between us all, that we are not just a facility to store records. You eliminate the need of having to look at pricing, competitiveness. You see at what is the value that you're getting out of it. Hmm. And, and, and that's what I love about my job. That's what I love about working with this organization I'm with. And that's what I look for any organization to be at. We really have elevated the, 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 the way we do business. Even at ARMA, you see it. You see it at ARMA that the way we talk about things during the conventions are totally different than what it is today. Yeah, yeah. So if you were to head back in your mind when you're graduating from Syracuse University, what do you have a, what would you get an MBA at that point? No, I actually ended up getting my bachelor's again because, you know, being graduate from, oh, from, from London, England, you had to restart all over again. Okay, here. so you're at the uh, Whitman School of Management. That's right. So do you recall how you... You knew everything back then. Remember, you remember back then how you knew everything about everything, and you were a genius, basically. <laughs> I, I I know I was, but I you you probably are much more humble because even in you know in the 
in my meetings with you, you're a really humble guy, but I, I know there's a tendency when you graduate to think you know everything. But if you could go back with all you know today and talk to Camille graduating from Syracuse University, what would you tell him that you, you think would have helped him a lot more in his journey? I think what I learned at Syracuse University or even from London is the basics, the concepts, because the real life is more of a university than it is in the university. Right. You will never get the experience that you get with the diversity of the customers that you see in the field. Every day is a learning experience from the customers, how you deal with them, right. especially when you are in a global organization like this, even the culture matters. And I think being a person that has multiculture in my background and what have you helped me out a lot in working with the different groups from different ethnicities or from different countries, different languages, and different cultures. Yeah. Uh, you really learn a lot. Yes, I was president of the International Students Club at Syracuse University, but it's not the same when you go out in the field. You sometimes learn uh, or use a few things that you learned in, in the university, but there's a lot more that you are learning every day from your experience with other people, let it be from a driver or to the president or CEO of an organization. So any big resolutions for 2012? Continue what we're doing best and improve on it and continue to be the kind of person that uh, can make a difference in recall or any other organization or in this industry. I think that's the best thing we can continue to do it. Now, when I talk about uh, competition, um, I'm not saying that we ignore them. On the contrary, I think we should be partnering with them uh, uh, throughout the, the, the year in making sure that we are all making a difference. Yeah, very cool. So if you could have done anything else other than RIM, what would it have been? Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I've never been asked that question. I honestly don't know what I would have done. I mean, I landed on this industry by uh, a mere, uh, uh, you know, surprise. Yeah. But as I learned about it more, wow, it, it's an unbelievable business, so yeah. much needed. And uh, what would I have done differently or what would I do? I, I honestly don't know how to answer that. No, that's okay. So, okay, final question. What didn't I ask you that I should have? Um, how long do I still have in this industry? <laughs> So, how long do you have? Uh, I think another 30 years. Wow. So you're yeah. really going to make your mark. <laughs> you've already you've already made a pretty decent stamp on the on the the industry and the business, but you got another 30 years to go. That's very cool. Look, it's a great industry and yeah. I think everybody that's playing in it has uh, great team members that are in it. Yeah. Believe me when I tell you there are people who used to work at Recall who are now working at other places. And you know what? I, I, I would venture to say, and some of, the, some of the other companies might hate me saying that, but I would venture to say that those people that left Recall and worked for them have brought in some of the goodness that we have done at Recall to make a mark on their industry. And if that's the thing that we have done, I think we've partnered quite a lot uh, together, all of us, to make this industry better. We really need to be looked at not just as a warehouse place to store records, but as the uh, differentiator in what the customers' pains are, to take it away from them and, and do it ourselves. 
Camille, it has been a pleasure to talk to you, to catch up with you, and I hope that the next 30 years are going to be as good as the the first 30. And uh, thank you again for sharing today with us on the show, and Happy New Year to you. Thank you, Tom. And I really enjoy your show, and I think you brought in some great people on it. And I, I love listening to each one's ideas. I mean, that there, there is so many good people in this industry that are making a difference. And uh, uh, I wish them all a happy new year and to you and to your organization. Thank you. Thank you, sir. go such an interesting story you know i've known camille for quite a long time met him at conferences interacted with him occasionally via email but never knew his personal story as much and it's always interesting i find when you talk to someone who's been involved in the industry so long uh, has such a great perspective and it was a pleasure talking with camille today i'm grateful to him for spending some time with us as we begin the new year and i'm grateful to you as well hope today's interview was helpful to you just sometimes listening to people getting to know people in this industry is always a wonderful and valuable thing as we finish the show let me remind you that this show is sponsored by our good friends at o'neill software what I like about O'Neill is not just their staff and their team and their product, but they have some pretty cool clients as well. Hang out around their forum long, show up at their conferences, and you'll agree O'Neill is who it is today because of their great clients, because of the clients that have been with them so long and pushed them and prodded them to be the best at what they do. So if you want to be part of that kind of family, you can learn more about them at O'NeillSoft.com. Hey, that's it for now. We'll catch up next week. We are out of here. Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com, where you can find show archives and a whole lot more. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Incorporated. Join us again soon.